Hello, hello. Welcome to Your Home by Design, the podcast where we talk all about our homes and how they affect our health and well-being. Some episodes we delve deep into the research and some we just chat. I'm Nico, an interior designer and researcher passionate about bringing forward the findings so that you can improve your lifestyle and well-being. Grateful to have you. Let's do this. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about the open floor plan versus the closed floor plan. We're going to talk about how open plan became popular and what we think about it today. We're going to chat about room designation and how to have a function forward space that improves connection and community. I'm also going to share a study done on how our eating habits may be affected by open plan. As always, I share my thoughts and insight. This is an important one if you're not sure what kind of plan suits you best. So what is an open floor plan and what is a closed floor plan? Well, I'm sure most of you have an idea or an understanding of what this is, but just to be clear and to define it for you. An open floor plan, also called an open concept, is a space where multiple functions are happening in the same room. So two spaces are combined into one room. So for instance, you've got your dining room connected to your kitchen, which is connected to your living room or your family room. And there are very few walls or doorways breaking up the space. Structurally, there are horizontal supports with beams versus vertical supports concealed in walls. So visually, you see across the room to all of the areas. It can also be that your entryway is open to the main living rooms and again there are no or very few doorways and walls. You can still have an elevation change in an open floor plan. So for instance, if you have stairs leading up to the main living area or you have a sunken living room. And if you are wondering if you have an open concept, well, do you have at least two common areas in the same room that are combined in the same area? If, and if you answered yes, then you have either a fully open concept or a semi-open concept. So a little bit of a background, some history for you. In the last decade or more, open concept has become the most sought after floor plan. And it became so commonplace that this way of living was how everyone envisioned they should live. It kind of signified a certain style of living that became very popular. So you may have seen it with white walls and, and the feeling of airiness and it's clean and grand and simplistic. But prior to us all loving open plan, living spaces were predominantly separated. They were clearly defined by doors and walls, which created the feeling of privacy and definitive function on how the room was intended to be used. So there would have been long hallways, often narrow, leading from one space to the next. And having the rooms allocated in this way certainly felt more formal in some regards. And of course, as soon as we moved away from the, f- the closed floor plan, homes became much more flexible and in most cases, more casual. Not to mention that when things changed, it really allowed flexibility in terms of design and then the use of square footage because open plan certainly maximizes square footage. Of course, now we're seeing a big shift and we have been now for several years, basically since the pandemic. 
Um, there are just so many more home offices, home gyms, spas, and people really needing more private space. So the pandemic gave us so much insight. The idea of home and home design became even more important, and not to mention the attention to the aesthetic and the furnishings. During the pandemic, it became really challenging for a lot of people with open concepts, being that everyone was at home. But I think it informed us in ways we had not yet experienced. And that is this idea and love affair of having an open floor plan. This is where it really started to shift. We started to see people needing to get creative with how they separated their spaces. So things like using room dividers and transforming a bedroom into an office or a gym, or even just making the corner of a room into a designated makeshift office. So what we're seeing now is people really moving away from a completely open floor plan, which I personally think is wonderful. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are certainly benefits to an open plan, but from a design and lifestyle standpoint, I much prefer more of a closed plan. In my opinion, a semi-open plan is just great. You have some of the benefits of open plan, like gaining the square footage, and you also get things like being connected to the kitchen if you host and you love to entertain. You know, if it's a semi-open kitchen, you gain wall space for cabinetry, but a portion of the room is open, connected to the other spaces. And with this plan, you're able to designate the rooms properly. And I think you know, you get to think through the ways it needs to function. So if you need to create a special space, like a chill out room where you read and the vibe is really about taking it easy, or you might need that home office where you can close the door and mentally check out of work, which is so very important to disengage. And, you know, you're really able to have some room respect. You know, you respect how that room functions and how you've designated it, which is very important. And why is this important? Well, it helps you stay on top of clutter, which keeps things cleaner. It keeps you organized, which helps your household run smoother. It allows you to appreciate the design and decor, giving you a sense of gratitude. And all of these things result in a healthier lifestyle and improved well-being. You know, it is so important to understand how your rooms are affecting you psychologically. I remember years ago, I had a home office because I went from working from the office to working from home for a time. And I had to be really intentional about where I worked within my home. So I converted one of the bedrooms to a home office since I knew I could not have it mixed use. Like it was a nine to five situation. And, that, and at that time, I was working on a project that was very, very stressful. And if I had walked into that office after hours, my mind would have picked right back up where I left off. And at that time, I was completely immersed in that project, you know, late, late nights, often waking up in the night thinking about it. Um, You know, it, it really wasn't good for my health. You know, and I ended up even purchasing an open close sign, you know, those ones that you find in shops. And at, at the end of the day, I would actually turn the sign over so I could read that it was closed. And, you know, it was it was the way to tell my body and my brain that the workday was done and it was time to not think about it anymore. Like this office is closed. And trust me, I had many times where I had to go into the office after closing for whatever reason, and I would catch a glimpse of my schedule or a set of drawings, and then I'd remember something and have to make a note of it. And in those moments, my stress levels increased. I could feel it right away because I was engaged again in my work. 
So psychologically, we have to be aware of how our spaces and how we designate them affect us. And are we respecting that designation? If this was an open plan office, I would have been doomed. As I'm sure some of you experience, you know, it is tough working from home where you have a mixed use space because of open plan. So I feel you here and I understand your struggle. So a closed plan or a semi-open plan really allows for that customization in how you need the home and the rooms to function. You can specify the areas you need privacy and the areas you need connection because both of these are very important. Common areas, areas of connection, are typically where people gather. So considering this is really important. Connection and community. And I talk about this a lot, whether you have more than one person living in your home or you have guests that come stay or you entertain on the regular. Creating those spaces that foster connection and community. And this is one thing that I will say an open plan may do best as you are more or less forced to be in the same room. Although there was a study done where open plan offices actually caused people to connect less, which begs the question, could there be any correlation to the home spaces? So pay attention to your habits. If you live in an open floor plan, have you noticed any decline in connection to others within the home? It would be a good thing to monitor and to take note of. Another benefit to an open plan is it can connect you better to light sources if you haven't addressed your lighting needs. So it allows more opportunity to, say, turn the kitchen light on if you don't have adequate lighting in your dining area or living room. Or you can dim the kitchen lighting if other spaces don't have ambient lighting. So it allows for opportunity there because the spaces share light sources. So keeping things light and bright, but a semi-open plan can be conducive to this as well. So if you are designing a closed floor plan, just be mindful of how the light levels will be affected and make sure you get that adequate light in there. Something that I read recently, which is very interesting, um, there's some new research that indicates that the floor plan where you're eating can actually influence how much food you consume. So open floor plans may lead to more eating. According to this study, um, this study, the researchers took, it was 57 college students and they had three to seven students at a time eating at the dining area while serving themselves from a buffet in a kitchen. And there were wooden screens used to close off the open dining and kitchen area. And some students are in an open area while others ate in a closed area. And there were actually hidden scales put underneath the food, the plates um, to measure how much each person served themselves. And then after they weighed the leftovers to see how much food they consumed. And what they found was there were different patterns of food consumption in the open floor plan versus the closed floor plan. So eating meals in the open plan actually suggested there was an increase in food consumption. So each additional serving trip was associated with, and I'm just going to grab my notes here, um, 170 more calories consumed on average. Um, and it says participants in the open plan made more food serving trips. So isn't this interesting and something to consider? Just a fun little fact there for you. And another thing to consider is noise. 
So noise can be challenging with an open floor plan. Auditory distractions like background noise can be irritating. So if you're trying to do tasks that require even moderate amounts of attention and focus, it can be very distracting and stress inducing. So if you're trying to focus and put your attention somewhere and you are distracted by background noise, then it could really affect you. And you may be more aggravated during times where you are trying to focus. Um, And keep in mind, this is a personal thing. So it's important to address this and to pay attention to what aggravates you in regards to this, because it may be different um, to you than to somebody else in your home. Uh, Do you work from home and your office is next to the kitchen where you have the dishwasher on and it's noisy? You know, perhaps you need to listen to music to drown out the sound. So start thinking about ways if you are somebody who gets affected by noise. So a couple little quick tips. So what do you do if you have an open floor plan and you'd like some separation, but let's say you cannot do a reno. So the first thing I would say is to look at how you can break up your space visually. Now, this won't solve the auditory disturbances or give you complete privacy, but it is amazing how even a small change can have positive effects. So think about changing the orientation of something to divide the space. Can you turn a two-sided bookshelf to separate your living area from your office area? Can you get a divider or an oversized plant so you have some visual separation? Can your sofa be turned so the back acts as a divider. So in a case where maybe you've got a living room and you use part of the room as a playroom for your kids, but you want to have an adult space as well as a play space, you know, having a sofa that divides that area um, can be really useful. Lighting. Lighting can also be used to signify a designated area. So if your dining room is currently acted acting as your office, but you have an overhead dining pendant, then can you add a chain and move it to the corner where your desk is? You know, there's a lot of open plans where we're trying to maximize the amount of square footage. So perhaps you do have a little eating nook and you're utilizing your dining room as another space. So think about the lighting there and where where your lighting is is focused. Um, the last thing I'll just quickly say uh, in regards to the furniture is, is can you have like a mixed use piece? You know, can it look like a decorative piece, but it has cupboards or drawers that are very function forward. So maybe you keep your kids crafts in there or some of their toys or, or just your books so that your clutter is contained, you know, but when you look at that piece of furniture, it's, it's more of a decorative piece and it's really eye catching. So, um, you know, if you're wanting to make a change to your way of living, if you're finding that you are starting to move away from the open concept of living, make sure that you understand how this will change your life at home. As mentioned, there are a lot of benefits and differences, but you have to know what's right for you and what you need. So to determine this, you have to become an observer. And what is bothering you within your home? What are the challenges you face or have faced during, say, the pandemic or even in the past few homes you've lived in, we can always gain valuable insight using our day-to-day experiences and our past to inform how we need our home to be planned out. So become an observer and take some time to think it through. Our homes affect our life, so pay attention and your life will improve. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe. You can leave us up to a five-star review. 
Please also, if you're not already following me on social media, I'm Nico underscore Smetello. That's N-I-C-O underscore S-M-U-T-Y-L-O. You can also follow your Paro. And don't forget to head over to our website to grab some free resources and learn about our upcoming mini-series, Unlocking the Power of Home to Bring Health and Happiness.